The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. If you're Irish, this is the place for you. If you're Irish, come into the parlor. There's a welcome there for you. And if you're Danish, tend to be a fan. So long as I come from Ireland, there's a welcome on the map. If you come from the mountains of all, I'm glad these lakes so blue. We'll sing you a song and you'll make a fuss. Whoever you are, you're one of us. If you're Irish, this is the place for you. Calm down out there. Thank you, my good friend Michael Donovan. Let's hear it for Michael Donovan. It's great to be back at the Boston Convention Exhibition Center here in South Boston, live and in person. Without masks, and some of us, self-respect, I want to thank uh, our clerk, Mike Donovan, my dear friend, for that warm introduction. He's been a friend and a mentor to me, uh, and the first person to endorse me when I went on this journey some 12 years ago to public office. Um, Michael, thank you for your years of service and your support and friendship. Fun fact, Michael and St. Patrick went to middle school together. But uh, you, you don't need to tell, you don't need me to tell you all that we've been through these past two years. Uh, so today, let's move forward um, and come together with compassion, empathy, respect, dignity, a little bit of a laugh, emphasis on little. And um, if nothing else, what these last two years have provided was an opportunity to show how we can get through just about anything together, except the Republican primary. <laughs> Is that all you got? <laughs> so today as we celebrate the feast of Ireland's patron saint through the Irish traditions and art of music, dance, and wit, let us be mindful that these freedoms we exercise here, though ingrained in who we are as Americans and enshrined in our nation's constitution, do not come free. So that's why we also honor our men and women of the United States Armed Services who protect and defend our nation, our laws, and our freedoms, and it is because of their sacrifice and service that we can enjoy this celebration today. So to any and all of our veterans and those serving us who are here, please stand and be recognized. Come on. And as we remember our Irish ancestors who came to this country fleeing oppression and seeking peace and prosperity, 
Let us be united behind the people of Ukraine as they fight to preserve their freedom, as our country's patriots did right here in Boston 246 years ago. I want to say a special thank you to the three most important people in my life, Karen Spilka, Karen Spilka, and Karen Spilka. Also, my wife and two kids are here. I also want to take this opportunity to thank Senators Warren and Markey for not being with us this morning. How the hell did they get anything done down there in Washington? Um, there's almost nothing that would keep uh, our Congressman Steve Lynch out of Southie today on St. Patrick's Day, um, never mind uh, this special day. Uh, but we're thinking of him uh, because he is with those in harm's way on the Ukrainian and Poland border. Uh, who are out protecting freedom and democracy around the world. So we're thinking of Steve. We know his family's with us today. Thank you for being with us. We're keeping everyone in our thoughts and prayers for a safe and swift journey home. Um, a lot of people wonder why our governor uh, is so popular as a Republican in Massachusetts. Truth be told, you got 55% of the vote here in South Boston in the last uh, two, two elections. Not too shabby. I hope you remember that in the lame duck session. He's a child of the 60s. You'll get your time up here. He's, he's, he's a child of the 60s from the mean streets of Needham, Swampscott, and Harvard Yard. He's a radical dude. And because of that, we have a special ode to Charlie. Uh, you might know this tune. We don't need no vaccination cards. Whatever happened to local control? With different rules for different classrooms. Unions say, let's work from home. No, says Charlie, kids can't learn from home. Down the hall, some say, it's the governor's call. But most of all, he misses his bro at City Hall. He says no to increased taxes. Thanks to the feds, the do is here. So good luck with home repetitions. As lame duck vetoes fill out the year. Says Charlie, try your luck next year. All in all, he's, he's a, a radical Republican Paul. All in all, he's had his portrait on the wall. All in all, he's earned his portrait on the wall. All right. 
We got a great show today, folks. That's just a warm-up. We're honored to have such great guests. Governor Charlie Baker, Mayor Michelle Wu, Senate President Karen Spilka, our Attorney General Warren Healy, and more. Stay with us. Let's hear it for our band, the official band of St. Patrick's Day Breakfast, Curtis Fancy, with special guest Tom Baker from Dorchester, Danny Gill from Mattapan, and by way of Charlestown, the Trident Sisters. We got a great music lineup backing us up. You heard a little bit earlier, the High Kings, great uh, band from Ireland that's gonna be joining us up here in a few minutes. Um, but we're gonna start off uh, things with my friends in South Boston here for Southie is my hometown. I was born on a day. I was born on a street. Raised up on B Street. Southie is my hometown. There's something about it that makes me the shout at the tops of miles around. We had doctors and teachers and lawyers and preachers, men from the old county down. We'll take you and break you, but they'll never forsake you. Southie is my hometown. I had an argument just the other day with a guy from Oscarloo. Southie is my hometown. There's something about it that makes me the shout at paving tops for miles around. We have doctors and teachers, lawyers and preachers, men from the old county down. They may take you and break you, but they'll never forsake you. Southie is my hometown. The Yankee division that made a decision that was a great victory. They didn't care what it's costing for those cases at Boston. Mopped up Germany. And the just were all going with those babies got going. They had what it takes, yes, to read. And when the enemy was lurking, who was crippled, Mickey Perkins? Southie is my hometown. I was born out on A Street, I raised up on B Street, Southie is my hometown. There's something about it, what makes me the shout at the tops for miles around. We had doctors and teachers, lawyers and preachers, and from the old county down. They may take you a break, but they'll never forsake you. Southie is my hometown. So we had some fun with the governor already this morning, after a three-year hiatus. But this uh, bittersweetly is the governor's last St. Patrick's Day breakfast. A great friend to South Boston. He was the first governor to come to our annual Vietnam War Veterans Memorial, uh, recognizing the service and sacrifice of South Boston during the Vietnam War. And uh, 
He's showed up ever, ever since. Uh, so with that, let's give a warm South Boston welcome to our good friend, Governor of the Commonwealth, Charlie Baker. Thank you very much, Senator. And let me just say that um, old pictures just never die anymore. They just show up over and over and over again. And, uh, and, and for me, in some respects, when I think back on my seven plus years uh, in the corner office, I never get much past the fact that the big message the Lieutenant Governor and I got 20 days after we took office is that when it started to snow and snowed for 28 days, is big parts of our seven, eight years in office are just gonna suck. But it does remind me of a story about Senator Collins and Councillor Flaherty. They were talking about the snow. They were triple parked on Broadway. And, um, and Senator Collins was saying, you know, uh, Councillor, when it really starts to snow, it gets really heavy. I get worried about driving these narrow streets here. And I'm concerned that I, I might crash. I might hurt somebody. And, and so Councillor Flaherty said, well, you know, the best thing to do when the snow gets really bad and you can't see where you're going is just get behind one of the plows and just follow the plow until you get sort of where you need to go and then you can peel off from there. He thought about that. Pretty interesting idea. And then a few days later, we had another one of those wipeout, whiteout snowstorms and Nick listened carefully to what he heard from his friend, the Councillor, and the plow went by and he hopped right behind it and followed it dutifully for about 20 minutes, and, and then the plow driver stopped the plow, and he gets out, and he walks back to Nick's car, and he looks at Nick. Nick puts down the window, and the guy looks at him and goes, what are you doing? And Nick said, well, I got this friend, a whiteout snowstorm, he was a little nervous about getting where I needed to go, so he told me just to get behind the plow and, and follow you wherever you went. And the guy goes, well, Okay, now we finished the Walmart parking lot, and now we're gonna go over and do this stop and shop parking lot. You know, I'm sorry that Congressman Lynch isn't here because, first of all, he's a great friend to the city and to the Commonwealth, and no one does more in his role on the Armed Services Committee for our men and women in uniform than he does. And, no one, no one should be surprised that he's in Poland. But it just won't be the same to have an event like this if somebody doesn't tell one of Congressman Lynch's jokes. Now, I can't begin to deliver it with the same affinity that he would, but I think it's important that we remember him through his wonderful sense of humor. Now, he tells a joke about Mary and Patrick Dublin family, Patrick gets up in the afternoon because he works the night shift at the Guinness factory. Yeah, some of you know this one. And gives Mary a kiss on the cheek and off he goes to work. And, and around midnight, Mary gets a call and it's the supervisor down at the factory. And he says, Mary, Mary, terrible accident. You gotta get down here right away. Something's happened to Patrick. So Mary, hot foots it down to, to the factory and she's really worried and nervous and she gets in and the supervisor says, Mary, Mary, I really don't know how to tell you this, but 
Patrick drowned in one of the vats. And she's like, oh my God, did he suffer? And the supervisor thinks about it for a minute and he says, well, I don't think so, because he got out twice to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that one was for Congressman Lynch. Now, Lieutenant Governor Polito and I are running for re-election. There will be a new governor and lieutenant governor here in Massachusetts. And I'm sure one of the things they'll do when they take office is they'll start flipping through the payroll. 40,000 people work for the executive branch and they'll be looking for all kinds of names and stuff. And I just want to say right now to all the people who are running for governor and lieutenant governor, you're probably going to find a lot of Collinses in there. <laughs> They're all qualified. <laughs> they came by it honestly. There's nothing going on there. So just leave those, leave those ones alone. Is that OK, Senator? The Lynch ones, on the other hand, <laughs> since he's not here. And I do want to, I do just want to say one other thing, which is over the course of the past two years, two and a half years, we and everybody else has dealt with a global pandemic. And, um, and yeah, there were a lot of really difficult decisions that everybody had to make. People had to make them in their personal life, people had to make them in their professional life, businesses had to make them, government officials had to make them, everybody had to make them. And in many cases, they fell into what I call the category of least worst decision, or sometimes just plain lousy decisions. And the checks and balances and the stuff you had to weigh were enormously complicated and difficult. And throughout the early part of the pandemic, there was a phone call once a week, I think it was on Tuesday nights, between governors around the country. Phone calls at 8 o'clock, because that's 5 o'clock on the West Coast. And sometimes it would last for an hour, and sometimes it literally would last for two or three hours. And <laughs> this is not a joke. And. And it was almost like therapy, because very few people could understand the situations and circumstances that many of us in elective office found ourselves in, other than somebody else who was in a similar kind of job. And more often than not, I would hang up the phone, and I would walk into the kitchen or walk upstairs to the bedroom. And I would say to my wife, Lauren, you know, I'm really glad I'm the governor here in the Commonwealth of Mass, because a lot of the stories that people talked about in other parts of the country were really difficult. And they, and they were mostly about the challenges of just trying to get people to be kind to each other during such a high anxiety and traumatic period of time. And if I had to say one thing about what I think we in elective office learned about you the people of Massachusetts is despite the brutality and the trauma and the disruption and the isolation, 
and all the other stuff that came with this very challenging and at times tragic time. You folks were good to each other. And I, and I've said many times that the best part of this job by far is the chance it gives you to get a front row seat to the way people in the Commonwealth deal with one another. The sense of community that exists here in Massachusetts and especially in this community here in South Boston is profoundly strong. It is a blessing to have an opportunity to see it up close and to benefit from it during the time the Lieutenant Governor and I have had to spend in public life. And I wish you all nothing but happiness, health, and no more COVID as we go forward. God bless. Thank you, Governor. If you stop laying people off, then there'd be plenty more jobs to go around. Um, I want to give a shout out to his wife, Lauren, who's a great sport and, and always with us, but not just for that, for her service to the Commonwealth over these last eight years with the Wonder Fund, serving our Commonwealth's most needy. So I hope you're watching at home. Our next speaker, Mayor Michelle Wood. Her historic election this past year made our um, mayor the first in many categories. And it's fitting that this breakfast uh, falls during Women's History Month. So today, we may add another to that list. She may be the first mayor to actually be funny at this breakfast. <laughs> so uh, with that, please give us warm South Boston welcome to my friend, the 56th mayor of Boston, Mayor Michelle Wu. everyone. It's great to be here with you all in the seaport, or as many in this room call it, the South Boston Waterfront. Right, Nick? Seaport, South Boston Waterfront, either way in 50 years we'll all be calling this Atlantis. This is my first time up here and I am honored to be at the head table with the governor and the lieutenant governor, senate president, attorney general, friends and colleagues. To be honest though, I am a little bit relieved that my former professor, Senator Warren, isn't here to grade me on my first performance. Last November, I called her on election night as soon as we knew. I said, Senator, we did it. I got 64% of the vote. And she said, Michelle, I'm afraid that's a D. <laughs> she has high standards. I love you, Senator. I am proud to be the first mom elected to this office in Boston. It comes with the good and the bad. This morning, I woke up once again to the sound of children throwing a tantrum. Now, thankfully, Blazing Cast usually sleep right through it, but those protesters do get loud. They're banging drums, blowing whistles, and shouting on their megaphones that I have to stop being a woke millennial. I agree. At the crack of dawn, I'd much rather be a sleeping millennial. I'm still tired from daylight savings time last weekend. And so I am really glad that Senator Markey is doing something about it. 
who stop changing the clocks around. I will say, though, jumping forward an hour isn't easy, but it is better than Jeff Deal's proposal that we make him governor and set us all back 50 years. <laughs> no, seriously, to Jeff, wherever you are, it's shaping up to be an exciting race for governor. Anyone's game at this point. It's impossible to say which woman Democrat from Boston you'll be congratulating eight months from now. Eight months sounds like a long time away, but the State House is finally open again after more than 23 months of being closed during the pandemic. That's 708 days. For a while, we thought you all were going for the record for the longest closed state house in the country. And then you just kept going. <laughs> We're trying to think long-term at City Hall, too. We just buried a time capsule underneath City Hall Plaza that won't be opened until 2072. I didn't put any counselors in there. Uh, no, seriously, it was a truly beautiful ceremony alongside my colleagues on the City Council and actually kind of healing to put in a bunch of things that we wanted to leave behind, seal away after the pandemic. Face masks, vaccine mandates, Marty Walsh's dreams of being governor. Oh, no, no, those are still alive and well. Somehow he became Secretary of Labor and I got stuck with all the work. I love it, I love it. We have been really working hard these first 100 days. I'm grateful to all of our city departments who have worked together to reshape what's possible. Many of them are here in this room. Thank you to all of our city workers, everyone who is serving the city of Boston. In just over 100 days, we have connected unhoused residents at Massencast to housing, treatment, and services. We've launched three free bus lines. We've taken some big, bold actions, but I won't lie, this past winter was pretty intense. Trial by snow, trial by fire, fighters union. I'm getting used to dealing with problems that are expensive, disruptive, and white. I'm talking about snowflakes, snowflakes, I mean snowstorm snowflakes. Some of you may have heard about the protester who heckled another Asian woman they thought was me. For the longest time, no one could imagine an Asian woman as mayor of Boston. Now they're imagining every Asian woman they see is mayor of Boston. That's progress, right? Nick, thank you so much for keeping this tradition alive. It's so great to see everyone here today. The Irish immigrant story. It's a story of our city, of our country, and I'm so honored to celebrate with you all. Happy St. Patrick's Day. See you at the parade. Thanks for keeping that seat warm, Mayor. Um, I want to recognize uh, a few of our head table guests who are uh, with us today, and, and I know she came up earlier to give us the Pledge of Allegiance. This year's Chief Marshal of the parade, Susan McDonough. How about, it's about time that a woman is leading that parade again, so thank you. Father Chris Boyle, who's gonna be joining us for a blessing in a minute of the parishes of St. Bridges and Gate of Heaven in South Boston. Dennis Pimentel, who's the chair of the USS Massachusetts Commissioning Committee. We're gonna hear from him in a few minutes. Thank you for joining us. Down on the left, uh, former uh, hostess breakfast and colleague in the Senate, glad that she's with us this morning, Linda Dorsina Fori. Uh, a mentor of mine in the Senate and someone who um, is 
serves our country admirably, continues to do so, um, and we're grateful that he can be with us this morning. Uh, Senator Mike Rush of West Roxbury. Thank you, Michael. Good friend of mine who had a historic election a, a few years ago and has been uh, advocating with passion across our Commonwealth, across our city of Boston, and actually the Commonwealth previously, uh, Councilor Julia Mejia. Thank you for being with us. And also uh, a former uh, mayor in this city, uh, someone I got a chance to work with, who's done great work. Uh, and is doing so uh, today at the Harvard Kennedy School, uh, former Mayor Kim Janey. Thank you for being with us, Kim. So, so our next guest uh, has a lot in common with you, Charlie. Went to Harvard, played basketball, and is a liberal Democrat. <laughs> Without further ado, please uh, welcome my good friend, the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mara Healy. Oh, thanks, Nick. Good morning, Southie. It's great to be with you. Isn't it great to be all out with people? It's totally weird, though, right? I, I mean, it's a little bit, you know, we're all sort of getting used to things, um, including, like, wearing real clothes. Ladies, have you been shopping? Can you find anything anywhere other than athleisure? That is not in my script, but it's just like I'm thinking about this this morning because I went shopping recently and it's like, I, 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 you feel it, right? It's, we're in a different space. Um, it is great to be back in Boston for St. Patrick's Day and the celebration. So moved, especially to see our Chief Marshal, Susan McDonough, and also to see the Deputy Superintendent. We've been missing events, so wonderful to see Pauline Wells sing again, right? That was great. Love these fabulous women. And I'm just thrilled to be here because, you know, imagine, like, for years, uh, I wasn't allowed to march in the parade. Somebody get that? You know? All right. I'll say. I know the basketball thing takes over, but there is this other part of me. Um, so I get to march. I get to speak. I'm so blessed. So grateful. Thanks be to God, as my great-grandmother would say. Um, Senator Collins has been really excited to host us again this year. He actually asked me back in the summer if I had attended. He, he called me up. He said, Maura, do you, do you have plans to attend my breakfast next March? I told him I needed to weigh my options, and I'd get back to him in the fall. Then came October, and he asked me again. I said, I'd get back to you ASAP, Nick. Then he called again in November, and I had to say, look, Nick, right now I'm just focused on trying to do a good job as your attorney general. I get that this is an important question. And then he calls in December in a panic. He said that Governor Baker just told him that he would not be seeking another appearance, and I said, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. It's great to see you. It's great to see you, Nick. Great to see you, Governor Baker. Uh, great to see those shots, too. Um, so now I'm a, a candidate, and I have to say I'm a little out of practice. So I've been talking to people to, to ask their advice. And of course, everybody is, is, is offering me their different ideas about how best to connect with people. Mayor Wu helpfully suggested that I find some sort of 
social media shtick vibe, you know, that, that, that might take off, like how she rides the tea. So every morning I get up, I drive myself to Hingham, hop on that ferry, because of course, as noted, the future of public transit is boats in the Commonwealth. <laughs> Senator Markey, sorry not to see Senator Markey here today. He was extremely helpful. He told me to go out and wear some piece, uh, piece of, of clothing that the young kids think is cool, like really old school Nikes. Um, so I've decided to, uh, to start sporting low-rise jeans. I'm going to bring those back. Aren't we, though, happy ladies that we're into the high-rise? Low-rise is like two, three years ago, but I'm going to try to sell it. Now, of course, Senator Warren, she, she, of course, told me to go out and get a pet, go out and get a pet, that that really is a great campaign prop. So I'm a little bit low-maintenance, so I go buy a beta, right? What do I know? It's a fish. I go buy a beta. And, and my new beta is thriving, um, except once the mayor took the, the mask mandate off there, I, I, I introduced some company and he ate them, so that's just, but uh, anyhow, beta fish, not quite the fluffy golden retriever puppy I know, so I think I probably missed the mark on that one. And then of course, I asked Governor Baker the other day for his advice, and he just suggested I try being incredibly popular super helpful. <laughs> hey, a little off topic, but how about Tom Brady coming back from retirement? Okay, mix, mixed views on that. Well, I mean, the guy left as the, as the goat, right? Why would he ever jeopardize his legacy? Right, right, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on a positive note, on a positive note, um, as noted, historic elections last year, right? An incredible slate of folks running for city council, for mayor, um, Mayor Wu, Mayor Janey. Uh, again, historic slate of candidates running for, for statewide office this year, including women running for every single position. So I think that's super expiring. I think, and just imagine, just imagine, we elect all these women, sea levels are going to go down, housing's going to spontaneously pop up, gas prices are going to plummet, and the Patriots will probably win the Super Bowl again. And if John Henry opens up his wallet and spends through the luxury tax, we might even have a chance with the Red Sox. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Thank you, Attorney General. I also want to thank uh, some folks who helped us um, come in this morning. I know the, we were joined by the Massachusetts State Police Pipes and Drums, the Junior ROTC from Excel High School here in South Boston, um, more of my colleagues that have joined us, uh, Representative Dan Hunt of Dorchester, City Councilor Aaron Murphy, Representative Michael Moran, Senator Paul Feeney, Senator Mike Brady, Councilor Kenzie Bach, Rep. Paul McMurtry, Rep. Adrian Madaro, Rep. Joe McGonigal, Councilor Rootsy Louisiane, and we got more. But we're going to um, treat you for a few minutes. Some international uh, celebrities uh, playing incredible music. We had the fortune of having them with us virtually uh, <clears throat> last year, and now we're thrilled to have them in person. Ladies and gentlemen, the High Kings. Triangle, waiting up. 
Um, someone I want to mention before we bring up our next guest uh, is a dear friend who's watching at home. I talked to him this morning, um, giving me some advice. I'm not sure I'll take it, but uh, also so, uh, a dear friend who's supported me my entire career, and he's with his wife Kathy at home watching this morning. Uh, that's former mayor, ambassador, and state representative Ray Flynn. <laughs> Thinking of you there, Ray. Some more guests I want to recognize that are with us, some colleagues in the Senate. Senator, Senator Diana DeZoglio, Senator Adam Hines, Senator Eric Lesser, Senator Will Brownsberger, Senator Walter Timothy, Mayor Chuck Kokoris of Braintree, Mayor Bob Sullivan of uh, Brockton, 
and the Mayor Carlo Di Maria of Everett. Thank you for joining us. My next guest has to deal with a lot as the President of the Massachusetts Senate. 24 of my colleagues are committed to be here today. Is that a quorum, Madam President? Just in case um, you need, wait a second. Oh, just in case you need to keep those rowdy members in line, I brought you a gift to enforce your agenda. It has helped the Irish for years. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, leader of the Senate in Massachusetts, it was a great sport to be here, Karen Spilka. So this will come in handy. Might use it on Nick soon, too. So good morning, I'm Senate President Karen Spilka, and it's great to be back in Southie in person. It's been far too long. In fact, it's been pretty quiet, you know, surprisingly quiet. It's like all of you have forgotten how to socialize and talk. So thanks for the music that really helped kick it in gear. Thanks so much. Uh, it's uh, wonderful drinking Irish coffee and listening to bad jokes. I also just want to say how thankful I am and humbled I am to represent and be Senate President of Massachusetts. Yes. And you should all give yourselves a round of applause because Massachusetts residents really stood out during COVID. Hopefully we never need to experience it again, but the resiliency and the strength of the people of Massachusetts is what kept us all going during the very, very difficult times. So thank you so much. I'd like to acknowledge though, especially the senators, the reps, but especially the staff and the employees of the State House. Could you give them a round of applause? You would not believe how hard, how incredibly hard they worked these last few years, went above and beyond in very difficult circumstances to meet the complex and strong needs of our residents across the state, often acting, because we would get so many calls in our offices for help, whether it be for unemployment insurance, transportation, housing, whatever, often our offices acted as a call center for the administration. Sorry, Governor, but they did. And they rose to the challenge above and beyond. They did a great job, so give them a round of applause. And I'd like to thank Senator Nick Collins uh, for reviving this breakfast. That is a joke, my first joke. <laughs> I will let you know when I tell a joke so you can laugh. <laughs> so uh, with all that we've been through, let's just all come together today, enjoy one another's company, and laugh, or at least cringe together, though. 
As bad as it may be for you all to hear these bad jokes, I have to tell you it's worse up here telling them. So earlier this month, actually probably in the fall also, my good friend Nick Collins called me to say, you know, can you speak at this year's breakfast? And I was honored. I have to admit, I was honored. Thank you, Nick. And then the next day, Mayor Michelle Wu called up and mandated it. <laughs> and when I talked to Nick Collins, when he called me up, I asked him, okay, how long do I have? I know it's TV or limited. How long do I have? And he said, be brief, be brief, but just not as brief as Ben Downing's gubernatorial campaign. See, the cringing, the cringing has started. But seriously, the lieutenant governor's race has turned into the most exciting election of the year in a way. There's a big group of senators, my friends, good friends, Senator Adam Hines, Senator Eric Lesser, Mayor Kim Driscoll. Come to think of it, Maura, you may want to hire someone to taste your food before you eat it. Maybe we should fund in the next budget a taste tester. Speaking of the governor, and it's wonderful seeing the governor here today, he is always a good sport, and that is no joke. He's a good sport. He dishes it out, but he can take it as well. I did notice uh, that he sat down. He immediately went for the pastries. Now, if you remember, before COVID, that was one of my big jokes. I bought this big thing of pastries because the governor, during leadership, devours most of the pastries, cleans the plate. So in particular, when he talked about the stale cookies uh, publicly, those were his cookies that were stale. So um, he is a good sport, though. So I do just want to mention that, that Nick Collins and I do have a nickname for the governor. So let me give you a hint. It's a duck. A lame duck. Here. Now, I don't know about you, but Governor Baker just recently wrote a book. He came out with a book, True Story. The book is called Results. That's also a true story. And I was really lucky. I got an advanced copy of it. Results. That's what I got an advanced copy of. It's one page long. <laughs> oh, I see Jeff Deal is here today as well. And I'm surprised because I actually saw his schedule for today. 9 a.m., anti-science rally. 11 a.m., Capitol insurrection. 2 p.m., and don't worry, Jeff, you'll make this. You'll make it to your book burning at 2 p.m. Come on, you like that one. <laughs> the speaker recently, he, even though he's not here, he has to get something too. The speaker said his priority this year is wind energy. And that shouldn't be a problem with the amount of hot air coming from the other chamber. <laughs> shh, shh. Can everybody be quiet? Please be quiet. I thought I heard somebody cough. Did somebody cough? 
Oh, Governor, I think it's time to shut the State House down again. <laughs> I'm Karen Spilka, Senate President. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't worry, Governor, we can deflate that and take it home. <laughs> Our next speaker, dear friend, always reinventing himself. The counselor, formerly known as Five Cop Flaherty, is now Multimodal Mike. <laughs> now, I don't want to say that Mike is frugal, but he only started taking the tea when Mayor Wu made it free. Warm salt Boston welcome to my good friend and colleague, City Council at Large, Michael Flaherty. Thank you, Senator Collins. Uh, this is the point where uh, my wife's uh, watching at home and she's cringing. And she just says, Michael, just don't be the worst. But uh, from the looks of this morning, obviously, I, I don't think that's possible. I'm a bear, so we're, we're going to be good. So, But uh, I was... Um, I was actually disappointed when I came here this morning. I thought I was going to see my good friend and my former colleague, um, Ayanna Presley, but someone told me that um, she's on a vacation with her dear friend, Monica Cannon-Grant. <laughs> They're the Boston version of Thelma and Louise. Um, I know that uh, they'll be introduced a lot of brand new members of the Boston City Council, and um, let's just say uh, younger more energetic, going to be passing lots of resolutions and home rule petitions, so the State House will be very busy uh, fending uh, those off. But um, I was actually hoping to be here with real subpoena powers, but it didn't happen. Um, so I just want you to know the truth. I sent an application to the governor for the Suffolk County DA job, and in true Brahmin fashion, a few days later, I received a letter that stated simply, Irish need not apply. <laughs> so we're still friends. We're still friends, the governor and I. And a lot of folks call and asking, geez, what's he going to do? Is he going to retire? I said, oh. So I called him the other day. I said, yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to retire? He said, no, I'm not going to retire. He says, it's part of my legacy, he said. I'm going to spend some serious time trying to find that fisherman <laughs> who, lives in who lives in Southie. Mayor Wu, she's our 55th mayor. She's breaking barriers as our first uh, mayor. And a lot of folks don't know. I know Nick referenced some of the first, but um, she's only been in office a few months. And she's actually been the mayor in the history of the city that's been sued the most. Right? <laughs> And so when she walks into court, everyone knows her name. She's becoming like the norm of chairs. Right? <laughs> but uh, I will be marching uh, with Michelle and her beautiful family today in my neighborhood in South Boston. We're going to have a great day today, folks, on the parade route. We're so excited to be in the neighborhood. So just a warning for uh, protesters and the Italian restaurant owners in the North End. I'm going to be the one in the middle. She's going to be on the far left, right? <laughs> so if I could just get uh, a little serious, uh, one of the privileges I have as Citywide City Council is representing the whole city and all the organizations and all the groups. And there is a uh, great group of folks that uh, I call uh, 
uh, my friends, uh, and it's because Boston is home to a very strong and resilient Ukrainian community. And I'm proud to say that we have a group and a contingent uh, from Boston Society of Ukrainian seated in table J. Um, Our city, we will continue to stand with you. We have Andrew Nyska, who obviously is the uh, editor-in-chief of the uh, largest and most widely read Ukrainian newspaper, uh, who will be reporting the facts uh, regularly, unlike uh, uh, their opponent, uh, the invaders. But um, in a tribute to our Ukrainian friends, um, want to let them know that uh, how much we care about you and how reminiscent that uh, what happened here at Evacuation Day is what you're living with and dealing with. And uh, from that, we want to dedicate a, a song to you. It's a song of hope and a song of uh, resilience. Um, and folks will know the song and uh, feel free to join in. So um, with that, there you go. What have I now? This crowd 
Just want to be sure that standing ovation was for you, not Michael. <laughs> the question everyone is asking is why Karen Polito isn't running for governor. The answer is simple. She's already got everyone in Worcester County a state job. <laughs> but seriously, folks, she's a hard worker and she delivers. You look at the great city of Worcester and all that's uh, happened in the last eight years, the resurgence from uh, investment in transportation, bringing back uh, where it belongs to the state of Massachusetts, a minor league baseball team for the Red Sox, the Woo Sox, great accomplishment. Um, from economic development and better transportation access, she's leaving the Commonwealth in better shape than she found it. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here uh, once again, seeing all of you. I feel like this crowd's a little sleepy. I don't know, Senate President. I don't think they've been able to sample that Irish coffee yet. <laughs> no, it is great. So I'm, I am going to make sure I do not put you to sleep, so I'm not going to tell any jokes, okay? I'm just going to say, to the answer to that question, I promised. I'd put you over the top, Governor, with all that support from Worcester County in 2014. Yep. And we did. We won Worcester County by over 40,000 votes. That's 40,000 more that put us over the top over our opponent. So just a fact. And that, and that I'd serve, do the job, and finish strong. So on that finish strong point, you know, that lame duck is about to deflate. We've got nine more months to go. Now, some of you might not know what the official responsibility of the lieutenant governor is. Well, by constitution, my only responsibility is to chair the governor's council. Now, I would not be a good lieutenant governor if I did not recognize my dear friend, governor's council member, Marilyn Petito Devaney from Watertown. In all seriousness, it has been an incredible journey for me as LG. I have had the amazing opportunity to stand next to the tallest governor ever in the history of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And we've done amazing work over the past seven years. And yes, I have stood right there, maybe beside, maybe a little behind, nodding approvingly all the time, <laughs> all the time. And yes, I have introduced this governor thousands of times, thousands. 
and it's been a pleasure. That is, <laughs> that is one of the things I will miss so much with this job. And of course, when I get to the microphone, it's usually like this. So one of the things I get to do is this over and over again. <laughs> and not only for me, for, but for all of those speaking after our six, six foot governor who stands tall in so many ways. I'd like you to join me once again in thanking our governor, yes, our GOAT, who has stood for us through good times and tough times every single day, and yes, we will finish strong. Thank you. Thank you. It's been the honor of a lifetime to serve as your Lieutenant Governor. And yes, I have delivered from my hometown. My mother always would tell me, never forget where you've come from, which is what Southie is all about today, right? And I want to say the journey across this Commonwealth has been absolutely incredible. It is no surprise to me that we have dozens and dozens of candidates that want to be Lieutenant Governor. We have an amazing state with incredible people. Uh, yes, I have visited all 351 cities and towns. The local officials here in this room, a big shout out to all of you. Thank you and to all your counterparts. You have made the Commonwealth stronger and better because of your work that you do every single day. And finally, I just want to acknowledge that public service matters, and that is a big part of what we celebrate in this breakfast on this day as well. And when I think about public service, you can't not think about the men and women who wear the uniform to protect and serve us every single day, to make sure that we're safe, to protect our freedom here and around the world. God bless them all. Good company up here. Um, we got some great friends in labor that are with us today. Steve Tom with the AFL-CIO, I saw him out there. The International Longshoremen's Association, Boston Firefighters Local 718, the Professional Firefighters of Massachusetts. Unite here, Local 26, serving us today, thank you. The Boston Police Patrolmen's Association, the Boston Police Detectives Benevolent Society, Boston Police Superiors Officers Federation, the Boston Building Trades, thank you for joining us. Also, Commissioner of the Fire Department, Jack Dempsey, and Commissioner of Veterans Services, Rob Santiago. State Police Association of Massachusetts, and I mentioned the, the, the Pipers earlier, um, the Bricklayers, Tommy McIntyre, I saw Tommy here earlier. Local 11, IATSE, Pat Keogh. The President of the South Boston Citizens Association, Tom McGrath, at a great event on Friday night, where the Mayor got the Tester Medal. So the next guest is a colleague of mine and a friend uh, who's represented uh, a good part of the city for well over a decade, a uh, strong advocate, has worked tirelessly to advance public education, and she's also running for governor. So please give a warm welcome to my friend and colleague, State Senator Sonia Chang-Diaz.
laundry too. All right, everybody, it's good to be back in person. Um, Lieutenant Governor and Nick, thanks for getting this mic to the right level. Uh, so it's good to be back in person. Uh, I know that it feels really weird and unfamiliar for us all to be in the same room together. Uh, so I brought along some things to make it feel like we're all zooming in from home. A little laundry. It's toys, you know, some Legos. <laughs> now we can begin. All right. Nick, where'd Nick go? There he is. Thank you. Thank you for making it all happen in spite of the obstacles. I mean, my friend, you did the impossible. You found a space big enough to fit all of the lieutenant governor candidates in one room. <laughs> impressive, impressive. Now, uh, as Nick shared with you guys, uh, I'm running for governor. And on the campaign trail, some folks online have uh, mistaken me for AOC. I get it, you know, Latina, two last names, Green New Deal. Maybe if they keep this up, Ed Markey will endorse me. <laughs> now, the reason that I'm running for governor is that I've known for a long time that we need urgent, real change in Massachusetts. I just did not expect that uh, that change would start with every state official leaving their jobs uh, or running for statewide office. I mean, it's hard to keep track and keep up. When I said, be bold, this is not exactly what I had in mind, y'all. Thank God Bill Galvin and Steve Lynch will never leave willingly. Which brings me to Governor Baker, Charlie, old friends. He's not even smiling at you guys. <laughs> I have to say, I was really sad to hear that you are not running for re-election. I had the perfect campaign posters already printed up and ready to go. You can check them out. Now, Governor, uh, I spent a lot of money on these. Uh, you sure you don't want to reconsider? You know, just like Maura said, Tom Brady did it, so you could too. All right, all right. Um, now, speaking of spending a lot of money, you can keep that, you can keep that, that's for you. All right, speaking of spending a lot of money, has anybody, has anybody noticed that the AG has a lot of money in her campaign account? I, I can't believe that more people aren't talking about it. Now, I thought, uh, more that maybe you could use some suggestions on how to use it since you've got so much. You could use that money to endear yourself to our esteemed elected leaders. You could spring for some soundproofing for Michelle's house. Uh, you could take on an even bigger challenge and buy Nick Collins some singing lessons. Not, not an earned joke, not an earned, you killed it with the Pink Floyd this morning. Uh, you could do President Spilka and Speaker Mariano a favor and fund that training to finally teach members of the state legislature how to use the mute button on <laughs> Zoom. And, and you could get Massachusetts something that it really needs, a new rib for Chris Sale, maybe a shave for Alex Cora. So listen. Uh, on a serious note, on a more serious note, I just want to say that in this difficult moment for 
our world and our country and our commonwealth. It really is an honor to be together with you all and sh to share in this historic tradition. We did not ask for the challenges that we face today, but like so many of our ancestors, we will meet them and overcome them together. There is no mystical perfect time, my friends, no uh, magical leader who will wave a wand and fix it all. Together, the power is in our hands, and we are indeed the ones that we've been waiting for. Thank you again, Nick and Southie, for hosting us this morning and giving us a much-needed dose of laughter and fellowship. Have a great breakfast, everyone. Nice job, Sonia. She brought it today. Um, speaking of bringing it today, the Senate's in the house, so we want to come up and join my colleagues to a tune, Whiskey in the Jar. Join us up here. That's you don't have to get up, Cup, don't worry. That's a hard one to say. I was grown over the Valkyrie Harry Mountain. I met with Captain Farrell and his money. He was skeleton. First to spike the spell, and produce me rapier. To stand and deliver for you on a bold receiver. Wish I rain, da da boom, da da. Like fall the daddy o, like fall the daddy o. There's whiskey in the jar. Well, I counted out my money. I made a pretty penny. I put it in my pockets and I took it home to Jenny. She sighed and she swore she'd never will deceive me. Devil take the woman, but they never get the easy. Mushering it in a little bit of that. Black father, daddy-o. Black father, daddy-o. There's whiskey in the jar. Now if anyone can leave me, it's my brother in the army. I could find a station and call Kermit Kellarney. They would come and join me, go Nolan's and Kilkenny. I chose to treat me better than the goddess, Fort and Jenny. Wish I ring the middle of the dark. Like Paul the Daddy O, like Paul the Daddy O, there's whiskey in the jar. So they put me in the jail without judge or rifle. Robin Captain Farrell on Kilgary Mountain. Didn't take my fist, I knocked the jailer down. Then I bid farewell to my old Boston town. I'm a shuddering, da 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 we can be in harmony ish Nice job. Nice job. Mike Russ practices in the shower. We know that. And not even around St. Patrick's Day. It could be the fall, Christmas time. Don't worry. Still love you, Mike. Um, we're, we've got a great uh, continued lineup. I'm, I'm 
thrilled to be here with uh, so many of my family. We're dedicating this to, today to my aunt, and I want to recognize my family that's here, my mom, my dad, my aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. No, uh, Emory will be enjoying this very much. So uh, our next guest, Norfolk County Treasurer Mike Bellotti. He has served in a variety of positions. He's Quincy's favorite. He comes from political royalty, not only down the South Shore, but across the Commonwealth. And I'm hoping he's watching at home today, and I do want to shout out, a uh, special shout out to his dad, um, uh, Frank, a World War II veteran. Uh, and to all of our World War II veterans, hopefully watching at home uh, for, for paving the way for us. So uh, let's hear it for Frank. Wait a second. No, no. So some of you might be wondering why I invited the godfather of Norfolk County to this year's breakfast. Well, let's just say he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, the Norfolk County Treasurer, Mike Bellotti. I find that very offensive. We still have paddy wagons in Quincy, just for the record. Because oh! <laughs> we're Quincy. We get away with everything. I don't know what happened to you people in Boston. Uh, Mayor Wu, here's my vaccine card. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's actually counterfeit. Quincy, the home of the most counterfeit cards in America. Uh, Governor, Governor, I was going to call him Governor Walter. Another dopey redhead leaving us, but whatever. Uh, just kidding. Intelligent, athletic. Uh, Governor, here's my uh, parking ticket. Can you get it validated, please? Because when you're out, you're out, folks. Uh, I just want to uh, say to Senator uh, Chang Diaz, great job, great job. Marva, when's the swimming in? I'm with you. <laughs> Guys, it's a roast. Work with me. Uh, I want to say hi to my father, who's going to be 99. Okay? My mother is going to be 98. He grew up Roxbury, Dorchester, Quincy. Up until two years ago, he actually bought a house in Hingham. He bought a house with my mother. He, honestly, he needed, he needed a big yard for the dog. He has a dog that's five years old. He said, my next dog's not going to be a German Shepherd. Yeah, going to be 108, Dad, that next dog. You know that, right? Uh, it took him 100 years to get to Hingham, but he took the commuter rail governor. So what are you going to do? Uh, what else do I have here? It, it, it's, it is, uh, it's tough when uh, you know, your father gets 100 years old. Things happen that don't happen in your family. He's being so nice to me because he wants me to keep him in my will. Okay, folks, I'm going to move from those jokes. Uh, I want to recognize my wife, Gail, my daughter, Colleen. Colleen, Gail. Colleen works for uh, Danny Ryan, the state rep from Charlestown. And she's been to the state house more than one Mariana in the past two years. Um, <laughs> Uh, Billy Harris, Seven Hill, Dorchester boy, Ward 6 Council, another carpetbagger in Quincy serving us. Billy Harris, Chuck Phelan, uh, Ward 5 Councilor uh, in Quincy, Quincy guy. Uh, who else do we have? Hey, George Regan's here. I guess he's a Quincy guy. Hi, George. Okay, that's going to cost you at least 20 grand, George. I need a fundraiser soon. Uh, we also have uh, Leo Kaker from Elvis. You know the great Leo Kaker? I met him at Pier four years ago. 
he worked in Athenian, Albanian, literally escaped a communist country, Albania, started a restaurant in Quincy, one of the most successful restaurants in the South Shore, opened Hanover's uh, Elvis. Governor, you been there? Yep. Great restaurant. Yep. Thanks, Governor. Uh, uh, in the middle of COVID, and uh, being understand, Quincy is like the Florida of Massachusetts, wouldn't you say? I may have Tommy Cox like Ron DeSantis. He really is. Uh, He's actually against the vaccine, I think. I don't know. I can't any evidence that he's for it. But I, I got COVID five times. He gave me a plaque. The guy gave me a plaque. <laughs> Maya, sorry about that. Uh, I don't, today's weather, if it's 60 and cloudy, it's a lot like Steve Murphy, wouldn't you say? Uh, I am, I'm going to have to go out to the people that check off the least amount of boxes today just to play it safe. Uh, Eddie Flynn, where's Eddie Flynn? Eddie Flynn, he loved Filene's basement. Uh, before they closed, went there one day, and he said, I, I want to look at your cheapest suit. And the salesman said, you're wearing it, buddy. <laughs> Frankie Baker. Frank, how many in your family? 13. You got me by one. I got 12. Uh, Frankie Baker is in, in that great Irish spirit today. He's got a button on his lapel. It says, kiss me. I'm down here. <laughs> Sorry, Frankie. By the way, I was late here today because I didn't want to drive. I wanted to be like the mayor. I forgot my wallet. I didn't realize Quincy's the only, I guess, city in the Commonwealth paying for the tea. But, you know, we'll work on that. We'll talk to Mariano. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, okay, so it, uh, it's amazing what people do to avoid this breakfast. Uh, Steve Lynch is not he? farm and travel, you know, two days ago, Poland. Uh, Ed Markey actually claims he's in Malden today to avoid this breakfast. <laughs> hey, I, I'm pissing off a U.S. Senator. You gotta laugh at that one. Uh, I called Juan Mariano. He's at a dog park in Quincy. He doesn't own a dog, folks. He'd rather be peed on by dogs than come to this breakfast. But honestly, Mariano couldn't be here today because, you know, he'd be attacked by all you folks. Well, a very left-leaning crowd. He's always mistaken for Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Crackhead the speaker. He's got a great book. I have some thank you notes here. I, you know, let's admit it. The, uh, the, the mail has been very difficult the past couple of years of COVID. And weird letters and mails is all over the place. I got a few that came to my house. And Governor, I'm going to just read a couple if that's okay. I think I need my glasses. Uh-oh. Bear with me, folks. Uh, can somebody? Thank you. Could you read them for me? That would be funny. Uh, Daniel, uh, I'm sorry. Dear Donald Trump, now this is a note I intercepted. Thank you for staying out of Massachusetts. You and your policies are not wanted here. Nobody here likes you. Signed, Jeff Deal. I intercepted that one. Dear Governor Baker, thank you for keeping your word and serving your last term fully, unlike so many calculating political past Republican governors like Rodin Salucci. With friends like you, who needs enemies? Signed, Karen Polito. Dear Boston Globe, I told you I was a better choice for Bostonian of the Year. Signed by everybody in Boston. <laughs> Dear Mayor Wu, thank you for so, so much for courageously adhering to the strictest COVID restrictions possible for the city of Boston and putting public health before all other selfish interests. Please don't cave in. Signed by Mayor Tom Koch and the Quincy Restaurant Association. <laughs> Okay, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Governor Baker, 
You're a great man, uh, but let's admit it. You don't get all the love you deserve or the respect. And at a certain level, you're you know, rejected by your party on the national and local level. And the Republicans have no use for you either. <laughs> so, ow! What is that? Uh, so, uh, Jeff Deere was very happy to get the endorsement of Donald Trump. The only person happy to him was Marva Healy. Right, Marva? <laughs> Marva gave me that joke. Uh, I don't know if I should tell a joke right now. Can I tell a Jeff Deere, Charlie Baker joke? So, sure. they actually were friends at one point. And um, they used to go hunting for moose together. And for three days, they didn't even see a, a moose. So the next time they went hunting, they got a moose uh, uniform or outfit, and uh, they got the uh, mating scent in a can, and they sprayed the whole area where they were. And they, they threw on the moose outfit. And before you, and you knew it, there was a moose. And the governor's up front, and the moose is charging. And Jeff says, Governor, give me the gun. He goes, I didn't bring a gun. I thought you had a gun. Governor, what should I do? And Charlie said, well, I'm going to eat some grass. You should brace yourself. <laughs> All right, this is my breakfast okay, break. What do you think this is? This ain't Quincy. Come on. Can I? Where did it go? Where did it finish? Okay. So, what uh, does Mitt Romney, Charlie Baker, and Tom Brady have in common? They're three Republicans we'll never see again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I, I found it very. I don't know if I should do this one. You know, I should probably end, but I'm going to just push the push the envelope. It's interesting that I, I think the city of Boston wants to restrict how and when uh, that you can protest. Boston, the home of the revolution, we're going to restrict how and when you can uh, do it. And it's in neighborhoods that supported all those protests during COVID. You know, they, they, they have those great signs, very supportive. And I was thinking, like, can you imagine if, uh, if the founding fathers put those restrictions in place? Paul Revere would never would have owned the horse. He would have to go the next day saying the British were here. <laughs> The Minutemen would have been called the Minutemen only during certain hours. Okay, that's the joke. So I'm going to move to my last joke, I think. Uh, so $7,500 for outside dining in the North End. Yeah, I know, I know. I hey, if I do this joke right, I'm never paying for Veal Palm again on Hanover Street. Governor will be paying for it. Uh, I mean, Mayor. Uh, you know, but that's what happens. Us Italians, we let them take away our holiday, tear down our statutes, you know, without saying a word. I mean, next they're going to be uh, shutting down Mike Pastries for serving rum cake to minors. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that cutting? I don't know. It's rum cake, folks. Uh, so I think that's about it for me. I'm going to, uh, after, one more, okay. Um, you know what? I brought nomination sheets because I'm running for governor. I'm announcing for governor today. Yep. <laughs> I thought there was a height requirement. Then I saw Mara, I'm like, I can definitely beat her. <laughs> so uh, I'll be walking the parade today, right, with Frank Baker, thank you. Uh, I know uh, that I'm not gonna get my 10,000 steps in because it's been shortened, so I'm gonna walk it twice. Thank you very much. All right, Mike. Thanks for being so brief, Mike. So our next guest, um, dear friend of mine, served 25 years in the Navy. Um, nobody works harder than him in the community. 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, a chip off the old block uh, from his dad, former mayor, ambassador, and uh, representative Ray Flynn. Um, Councilor Flynn uh, recently elected to the city council presidency of that august body. Without further ado, please welcome city council president, Ed Flynn. Thank you, Senator Collins, and it's great to be with everybody today. The distinguished head table guests and several of my colleagues are here. Um, some of them have been mentioned, but a few of them haven't, but I'll run through the list again. Uh, Flaherty, uh, Mejia, Lejeune, Murphy, Edwards, Baker, who will be speaking, I believe, Worrell, Arroyo, Lara, Fernandez, Anderson, Bach, and Braden. Um, so I want to thank the South Boston Allied War Veterans Council, Susan McDonough as our Chief Marshal, and I also want to say thank you to Tommy McGrath and the South Boston Citizens Association for tremendous work over the last month. Um, it's wonderful to be here in person after not being here for two years, so it's great to see so many faces from my hometown. Uh, thank you, Councilor, Councilor Flaherty and Senator Collins for the tremendous work you've done working on this breakfast. Um, in the evacuation day and all the events leading up to it, what they're really about is our community, about us honoring the service and sacrifice our veterans, military families, and Gold Star families. We also celebrate our proud Irish immigrant roots and heritage and the dignity and respect of all immigrants as well. Um, but as I mentioned, today is about our military uh, veterans. Uh, we honor them here in South Boston. And our good friend, I don't, I'm not sure if he's here, is Tom, Tom Lyons, who's the head of the South Boston Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Uh, but on the... <laughs> on the back of that monument is a, a phrase, if you forgot my death, then I died in vain. Um, similar messages on the World War II Memorial in South Boston, the Korean Memorial, and the Mass Fallen Heroes um, as well. Danny Magoon is with us. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> the residents of South Boston will never forget those that made the supreme sacrifice for our nation. You represented the best of us. You served as an example for future generations of men and women from our community, but really across the city as well. Our South Boston veterans, we want to say thank you for your sacrifice. You came home from war, but you never left serving our community or our country. You protected us as first responders, working at the fire department, the police department, medical professionals, tradespeople, veterans advocates, youth sports coaches. Um, and you also resolved never to forget the supreme sacrifices of your fallen brothers. Um, at this time, we also honor our Gold Star families today and every day. We honor their service, memory, and sacrifice for their deep, deep commitment to our country. My, my wife, Kristen, is here with our son, Stephen, but sitting with Stephen and, and, and Kristen is Mrs. Christine Devlin, who has joined us before um, at this breakfast, but Mrs. Devlin's son, Marine Lance Corporal Michael Devlin, 
lost his life while serving our country in Beirut, Lebanon. We will always honor Lance Corporal Devlin's service, memory, and sacrifice. At this time, we also want to give Mrs. Devlin our deepest respect. Thank you. Um, and then finally, let me, let me just finish on a, a, a message about the Port of Boston. We have the Longshoremen with us as well. So uh, Boston is a port city. We are proud of the naval service and maritime industry here in Boston. And that's why at this time, I'd like to bring up a special guest, Dennis Pemintal from the USS Massachusetts Commissioning Committee. The South Boston elected officials are working closely with Dennis and the committee in an effort to try to bring the USS Massachusetts to our city at the Flynn Marine Industrial Park. So with the leadership of Senator Collins and Councilor Flaherty and Rep Beale and the Congressman, Congressman Lynch and our city colleagues, um, we want to bring that commissioning to Boston. Um, so at this time, I'd like to introduce Dennis to come up and say a few words about the USS Massachusetts. I wanted to wish everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Good morning, great to be with you. I just want to thank Governor um, Baker and um, Attorney General and Mayor Wu, thank you very much. Um, uh, certainly would like to thank uh, Rob Santiago, I see you here, uh, Commissioner Santiago has been uh, a great supporter, great friend, your help has been indispensable, and certainly your friendship has been generous and warm, and I see John Beatty out here as well, so uh, Mass Development Corp and our friends at Massport, thank you very much. Our uh, members of uh, the uh, U.S. legislature, thanks. Our admiration goes out to Congressman Lynch and his work at the National Security uh, Committee and uh, what he's doing for us uh, today in Poland. Our state legislature, thanks, Madam President. Um, our city councilor, thanks very much for that. And um, great to be with you. Um, I'm pleased to be joined by members of our committee and uh, I'd like to take a moment and introduce, if I may, a few members of the ship, USS Massachusetts, Submarine Massachusetts. If you could please welcome Senior Chief Rowley, <laughs> Petty Officer McCreary. Thank you very much. And Petty Officer Mark Fisher. Mark Fisher is the Sailor of the Year of Submarine Massachusetts. Well done. Yeah. Great. Uh, I am Dennis Pimentel of USS Massachusetts Commissioning Committee. Um, and, um, it, you know, it's very fitting that we meet here in Boston. Uh, we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day. We're commemorating Evacuation Day. And if we think back to um, those times in um, late 1775 and early 1776, it's really here on our eastern shores of Massachusetts that the United States Navy was born. Um, October 3, 1775, uh, then Commanding General George Washington set to sail three privateers to go intercept enemy shipping. Um, and he sent a letter that day 
It was received in Philadelphia 10 days later, and thus the United States Navy was born October 13th, 1775. So if you can think of a more fitting place, uh, a place with a greater maritime tradition than the city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts, well, tell me, because I can't think of one. It's a great place to be. Um, we're very grateful for uh, the support that we've uh, been able to, uh, to reach. Uh, thank you for that. We are hard at work to bring the Submarine Massachusetts to commission uh, here in the city. It's a, it's a beautiful place with a great tradition, and uh, we hope to extend that by uh, beginning a relationship. Uh, really, that would be a cornerstone event to commission Submarine Massachusetts here as we seek to build community between the sailors and families of USS Massachusetts and the great people of the state of Massachusetts. And as I look out and see this event and appreciate the warm welcome that you gave uh, these sailors, this is really what we're all about building is, is certainly more of this. And if you would please join me in a Irish blessing with a submarine flare. Um, may the winds always be fair and at your back. May your seas always be following. May you enjoy a home in Massachusetts, and may every one of your departures be marked by a safe and happy return. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. Great. Thank you. Dennis Pimentel. Um, we're joined by uh, some uh, great friends here today, and we've been mentioning already Chairman Kevin Horner of Austin Bright with us. Always here every year. Great sport. Next up, our uh, state representative, David Beal, someone I've been able to work with uh, for a number of years now. Uh, he's an incredibly hard worker, just getting the job done. Um, He's somebody who is a happy warrior for the cause, shows up, rolls up his sleeves, and whistle while he works. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, the State Representative of the Fourth Suffolk District, Dave Beal. Thank you, Senator Collins, for that very kind introduction. I appreciate it. Um, I also just want to take a moment to thank some of my other House colleagues who've taken some time to join us today. Uh, also with us, uh, Rep. China Tyler, Rep. Tammy Govea, Rep. Adam Scanlon, Rep. Vanna Howard, Rep. Jamie Belsito, and Rep. Steve Zaros. Thank you for making the trek to be with us today. I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank some of our foreign dignitaries who are here. We have the Mayor of Donegal, Jack McMurray, Deputy Mayor Martin McDermott, and the Limerick Police Department. Thank you for joining us today. And good morning, everyone. Uh, it's an honor to be with you here today, back in person. It's certainly been a long journey to get to this point. Um, 
And as has been alluded to a few times already, today is about celebrating our traditions and our shared history. And as we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, it's important that we also keep in mind Evacuation Day, as they both fall on March 17th and are intrinsic to our shared history here in South Boston, the city of Boston, and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with Evacuation Day, it marks the date uh, on which British forces evacuated the city of Boston, ending the 11-month siege of our city and giving General George Washington and his Continental Army their first major victory of the American Revolution. We can applaud for that. It was no singular undertaking as Americans used armaments and cannons transported over 300 miles from New York by sled, oxen, and horse. On March 4, 1776, 800 soldiers and 1,200 volunteers, many of them complete strangers, fortified the high grounds of Dorchester Heights and aimed the cannons at the British fleet below in Boston Harbor. Awestruck at what had been accomplished, the British evacuated Boston without any blood being shed. This story is forever intertwined in St. Patrick's Day. As I mentioned earlier, it's the same day, but Americans during that operation also used the code word St. Patrick as they conducted their business. This story is our shared history. It speaks to our resolve, our spirit of our people who from all kinds of backgrounds and facing overwhelming odds came together as one to show there's nothing we can't accomplish by working together. And now, turning to the traditions of this breakfast, may the last be with us. So we all know that finding parking, especially in South Boston, can be the thing nightmares are made of. A problem that's gonna be made infinitely worse this weekend with over one million people coming into our city to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But you'll find solace in knowing that the Irish have the exact same problem. An Irishman is struggling to find a parking space. Lord, he prays, I can't stand this. If you open up a space for me, I swear, I swear to you, I'll give up Guinness and I'll go to Mass every single Sunday. Suddenly, the clouds part and the sun shines down on an empty parking spot. Without hesitation, the Irishman replies, never mind, I found one. <laughs> so. This month is also about uh, Irish goods. I don't, I don't know about you, but I love Irish soda bread. Um, my mother's a big fan, uh, hi mom. Um, so an Englishman and an Irishman go into Joseph's Bakery. The Englishman steals three buns and puts them in his pocket and leaves. He brags to the Irishman, did you see that display of skill? The owner didn't even see me. The Irishman replied, that's just simple thievery. I'll show you how to do it the honest way and get the exact same result. The Irishman proceeds to call over the owner of the bakery and asks if the owner wants to see a magic trick. The owner was intrigued, so he said, sure, let's see what you got. The Irishman asked for a bun and proceeded to eat it. He asked two more times, and after eating the bun each time, the owner says, okay, what gives? You know, where, where's the magic trick? The Irishman points to the Englishman and says, sir, look in my friend's pockets. You'll find everything you need. My father always said to go on a high one, so uh, thank you for your time. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, happy evacuation day, and uh, enjoy the rest of the breakfast.
job, Rep. Beal. In addition to the guests we mentioned before, uh, we're honored to be joined by a member of the cabinet, only member of cabinet up here on stage, Secretary Kathy Theoharides of the Energy and Environmental Affairs Secretariat. Thank you for being with us. She's in charge of DCR, so, you know. Um, also, uh, the, the new general manager for Keolis, which is a, a partner uh, with the Commonwealth Massachusetts MBTA that serves uh, a fair mountain line running right through my district, uh, that is Abdella Shajar, who is with us uh, this morning. Thank you. Keep those trains running on time. Um, our next speaker is a former city councilor and colleague that I've had the privilege of representing Dorchester and Mattapan with. She's also a graduate of our alma mater, Boston Latin School, Summa Supremi. So on being the host of this breakfast, it's my personal privilege to do what I want. So, Andrea, hope you're enjoying your seat at the head table. Come on up. To do what I want. What I want. I'm back. <laughs> Senator Collins, just when you thought you could get rid of me. But in all seriousness, it's great to be here. It's great to be back in person. And of course, it's an honor to sit with all of the elected officials, including my former colleagues. I'm obviously Andrea Campbell. I'm a candidate for Attorney General. Thank you, you can clap on that. I may not be a basketball legend, but I still think I'll make a great AG. And I'm honored, of course, to be sharing the stage with all of the elected officials, including Mayor Wu, who I'm sure is happy to see me back. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but I've been excited to crisscross the state and I've earned, of course, the endorsements of labor, community leaders, and over 90 elected officials, including Senator Markey. I just hope his endorsement lands a lot better than the jokes he normally tells at this breakfast. So thank you, Senator. But also, I want to be able to say this. Please, before you leave here, spread around all of that Irish guilt, especially to those who didn't support me in the mayor's race, to get the rest of these folks on board. So I hope to earn your support in this race. Spread the, spread the Irish guilt, spread the Irish guilt. And if you see Marty Walsh, can you please ask him to call me back? But in all seriousness, I only had a quick minute. I want to thank Senator Collins, of course, for all of his leadership and support. But I'm also wearing black today and saying less jokes than I normally do because I do want us to recognize that people right now are absolutely struggling and dying in Ukraine. And I think it is important, and Councilor Flaherty did this earlier, to acknowledge that pain and suffering and the tragedy that comes with war and how blessed we are to live in this country and how blessed we are to live in this state. So on a very serious note, it's great to really see all of you. Wish you all the best, all the blessings in the whole wide world. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Again, Andrea Campbell, honored to be here. Thank you all for just a quick time. Appreciate you. Thank you. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest uh, just took over as a district attorney of Suffolk County after uh, former district county and now U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins took the helm down on the seaport. I mean the South Boston waterfront. Um, so I put a lot of time into how I would introduce our next guest. Then I realized I don't want to mess with the DA till after the parade. 
So without further ado, please welcome the uh, District Attorney for Suffolk County, Kevin Hayden. Wow. Look at how good everyone looks here today. Unbelievable. Give yourselves a round of applause. It's fantastic. You know, it's fantastic to be uh, here in person. If you've uh, heard me speak before, you know that I believe that community engagement and community collaboration is going to be so important uh, to the work that we do going forward. And it's really good to see uh, this group of people, this community, all together in person. And it's exciting to know uh, that God willing, going forward, all of our communities are going to be able uh, to gather together uh, and actively engage in being community together in person. I, I, I know we all just can't wait for that, right? It's fantastic. Um, I want to, uh, you know, thank uh, Senator Nick Collins, obviously, for leading uh, the way here and all of the uh, South Boston delegates, uh, Ed Flynn and Councilor Flaherty and, and State Rep Beal, Congressman Stephen Lynch, who I know everyone knows I couldn't be here today. Um, but I want to give a, uh, a special uh, shout out to, um, to Councilor Flaherty. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, we, we started in the DA's office together about 25 years ago. Um, that was when um, both of us looked a lot better and we're a lot lighter, uh, so uh, it's uh, uh, thank you. I wanted to give you a special shout out. And I also wanted to mention, and it's what a lot of people may not realize, that your father also uh, was very special, was a mentor to me. Um, and so uh, I, I thank you and your family for all that you have done uh, for this great city. Um, But that having been said, and I'll, I'll kind of end with this and be brief, because I, I saw that the, the poster up, up there about uh, Irish need not apply, and I, I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't realize I'm Irish? <laughs> and everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, right? Yay! That's, that's the beauty of this day and this fellowship. We're all Irish today. Thank you all uh, for coming today. Enjoy the parade. Take care. God bless. So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Faith's been tested the last few years. Um, someone who uh, kind of stand us up with a little bit of, of a blessing. Uh, Father Chris Boyle of the St. Bridget and Gate Heaven Parish, um, who uh, has a great story, great family story. Um, his dad, who fell ill, made a visit to Medjugorje and you know came back. And for those who don't believe in miracles, you haven't met the Boyles, um, whose father's in great health now. Um, served as some of his inspiration for the calling. Uh, for um, you know, reminds me of my, my godfather. He was, hasn't been with us for 35 years. A Catholic priest looked a lot like him. Um, and we, we need young uh, priests in, in our, uh, our faith like you. So without further ado, please welcome up Father Chris Boyle. Don't worry, it's only like 27 pages long. We'll be out of here in a minute. Good morning, my name is Father Christopher Boyle, and it is an absolute pleasure for me to be here with you all today uh, to honor each other uh, in one way or the other, and to honor especially uh, St. Patrick and ask for his intercession uh, for all of us. 
So before I do that, as I feel like is, it's, I have to tell a joke, right? That's like a rule here. <laughs> so whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, right? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ran three jokes past my mother on Friday night. Uh, the first one and the second one, she gave me eyes that only a mother can give and said, maybe not so much with the jokes, son. And, uh, but then I ran this one by and she gave me her approval. So let's see what you guys think. God the Father and Jesus the Son were in heaven reflecting on the past couple of years. They were discussing all of the good and the bad, especially, of course, the pandemic, and how it had impacted the entire world. Then Jesus said to God, Father, it was such a difficult time for so many, and I didn't see you around here at all. Where were you? God answered, I was in Ireland, son. Jesus replied, in Ireland. The world was in chaos with a pandemic, and you went to Ireland? Why, Father? God looked at Jesus and replied, I was just doing what everyone else was doing, working from home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good and loving God, on this celebration of the Feast of St. Patrick, the patron saint of the Archdiocese of Boston, we ask you for your blessing. We ask that you bless all of us here with faith, hope, and love. Faith in you, a merciful and loving God, and in each other, brothers and sisters working toward the good for all who live here. Hope in the future that our labors will be rewarded with unity and prosperity in the Commonwealth. Love, the desire for the good of the other for the sake of the other. Give us that gift of love, inspiring us to help all of those in the most need. Inspire us to desire the good for all people. St. Patrick was taken from his land unwillingly to serve in another, and you gave him the grace to use his struggle to draw people closer to you and to one another. Help us through the intercession of St. Patrick to do as he did, to use our struggles and our challenges to teach and help others, wherever they are coming from or wherever they are going. We also pray today in a special way for the people of Ukraine. We beg for a peaceful end to the conflict and comfort to those whose lives have been torn apart by it. Lord, we ask your blessing upon all of the men and women here today, and we especially remember Anne-Marie Collins, for whom we remember at this banquet. We pray for all government officials, service men and women of all kinds, those volunteering here generously, those who worked tirelessly to plan this event, where people of Boston come together in a joyful celebration. We also pray for those who prepared the food, and in a very special way today, Lord, we pray for all of those who go without. I will conclude with this old Irish blessing. May God give you every, for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial, for every problem life sends a faithful friend to share, for every sign, for every sign a sweet song and an answer for every prayer. And may Almighty God bless all of you here, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. So there'll be a second collection. Uh, please don't be cheap. And uh, confession will be out here on the left for all of you up here. Full service operation. Clean that soul. Uh, Sheriff Peter Tatusian, former representative, uh, had a pleasure serving with and doing a great job in Middlesex County. So we're going to introduce the High Kings back. Um, great band that's with us today. And thank you for, for, for making it. Um, first song. 
uh, and we'll be getting things back up in a second, don't worry. But is a, the parting glass to all those who have, we've lost this last year, um, family, friends, and then this one in particular, State Trooper Tamar Bucci of the Massachusetts State Police. Of all the money that e'er I've had I have spent it in good company And all the harm that e'er I've done Alas, Sure. 
very, very much, folks. Uh, we're going to leave you with one more song we're going to do, and you're going to continue your breakfast, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much to Senator Nick Collins again for the invitation. It's great to be here. And uh, thank you. This is on the one road. We're on the one road, and maybe the wrong road, but we're together now, who cares? North man, south man, comrades all, Dublin, Belfast, Cork and Donegal. We're on the one road, swinging along, singing a soldier's song. Though we've had our troubles now and then, now is the time to make them up again. Sure aren't we all Irish anyhow? Now is the time to step together now. We're on the one road, sharing the one load. We're on the road to God knows where. We're on the one road, and maybe the wrong road. But we're together now, who cares? North men, south men, comrades all. Dublin, Belfast, Cork and Donegal We're on the one road Swinging along Singing a soldier's song Tinker, tailor, every mother's son Butcher, baker, shoulder and his gun Perch, man, poor man, every man in line All together just like our Lang Syne We're on the one road Sharing the one load we're on the road to God knows where We're on the one road and maybe the wrong road But we're together now, who cares? North men, south men, comrades all Dublin, Belfast, Carpenter, and all We're on the one road, singing along Singing a soldier's song Just before the dawn, from dissension, Ireland is reborn. So we'll all united Irishmen make our land nation once again. We're on the one road, sharing the one load. We're on the road to God knows where. We're on the one road, and maybe the wrong road, but we're together now. Who cares? North man, south man, comrades all. Dublin, Belfast, Carpenter, we're on the one road, swinging along, singing a soldier's song. Yeah. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Folks, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Up the Irish. Thank you so much. I um, want to make mention of another international dignitary that's with us today, the, uh, the Consul General Ambassador Meron Rubin of, uh, of Israel. Thank you for joining us. We invited him to make sure we kept things kosher up here.
couple more shout outs uh, before we uh, close things out. Got some chiefs in the house. Uh, Chief of uh, Emergency Medical Services, Chief Hooley's with us this morning. Thank you. And I saw her in the room, uh, Chief of Housing, Sheila Dillon, one of South Boston's finest. I see my classmate from Gate to Heaven, Joe Evans. Thanks for being with us this morning, Joe. And Phyllis Corbett of the Old Colony Task Force, right up front here. Thanks for being with us. So um, as we close out, uh, we have somebody special who joined us a few years ago. I kid you not, traveling all over the United States. He was on the phone with me at, well, he texted me, I should say. I wasn't awake. It was something five in the morning. He's uh, a quite an entrepreneur and quite a, quite a voice um, and a, a good friend. Uh, particularly to our friends in Dorchester, the Murphy family. I know Brenda's with us this morning, Brendan Murphy, who, who, who connected us. Paul Byram, an Irish tenor from Dublin, singing some beautiful music. He joined us last year. Welcome back. Good to see you, man. How are you? Good morning, all. How are we? I know, come on. How are we? We're good. There we go. This is an Irish event. Come on. The Italians are quiet. The Irish are rowdy. Um, we're going to start a first song here. Uh, this is a song that uh, the senators asked me to sing for Linda Dorsina Fari. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And of course, for her sisters in service. And the only thing that this, this song needs um, is you guys to sing along. Because been, I've been up all, all morning. All right. So if you don't sing along, there's no wire. I'm going to come down and put the microphone to your mouth. Okay? This is Go Lassie Go. You know it, do you? Okay, hopefully we'll hear it. There we go. Can you all hear it? Great stuff. How are you? Good to see you again. Keep well. Oh, the summer time is coming and the trees are sweetly blooming and the one mountain time grows around the blooming heather will you go lassie go and we'll all go together to pluck one mountain time all around the blooming heather will you go lassie Dear God, what has happened here? Don't worry, there's another 73 verses. You're fine. I will build my love a tower near yon pure crystal fountain and on it I will pile all the flowers of the mountain. Will you go, lassie, go? And we'll all go together to pluck a wild mountain time all around the bloom and heather. Will you go, lassie, go? I'm really sorry about that. Only get better, folks. <clears throat> if my true love she were gone, I would surely find another where the wild mountain flies all around the blue. 
As we know, Ireland has had quite a checkered past in our history. We had the troubles in the north of Ireland, and delighted to say that those days are behind us. Um, we uh, are now sitting at a time watching our television screens every evening and seeing something that is truly horrific happening in Ukraine. We as Irish feel very connected to this because I suppose we know what it's like to be an occupied country, and we know what it's like to see innocent people suffered through troubles. It is heartbreaking. There's a songwriter by the name of Paul Brady who wrote this next song, and he wrote it about the north of Ireland. And it's quite fitting because when you listen to some of the lyrics in the song, it seems like he's talking about Ukraine today. Young boys dying in the ditches, twisted wreckages on the main street, pictures of women and children dying on the street. This is now, and this is called The Island. They say the skies of Lebanon are burning, those mighty cedars bleed. Trace your footprints in the sand 
This peace and love's just copping out And I guess these young boys dying in the ditches Is just what being free is all about Up here we sacrifice the children And teach them what our dreams of yesterday And lead them march the Thank you very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it would be mad. For a long time, I used to come to America and I used to think that March Madness was about the Irish. Um, and it was only recently I found out it was a basketball thing. Um, but every time I come to America, I'm asked to sing the next song. I'm going to do it for you. Uh, it's a great honor for me to sing it. I love singing it. It's a beautiful song. It's kind of almost our unofficial national anthem. Um, it tells the story 
about a young boy and a father. And these are the final words that the father says to his son before he leaves for pastures new. Um, the senator asked if I would dedicate this song to his late aunt, Anne-Marie Collins. Um, I would like to dedicate this also to anybody who has a little bit of Irish in them and knows that their ancestors made the journey for pastures new and started a new life. And of course, you're all the fruits of that. So this, of course, is Danny Boy.
you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, folks. Stay standing, folks. Before we finish, it's important. I think there's an awful impression of Ireland. We do one thing very well. Well, we do a couple of things very well. Obviously, when I ask people, they always say, oh, it's drink or it's talking. We do misery very well. Um, but it's also important to show that we have some upbeat, fun songs too, as the High Kings were playing and the band behind were playing. They're wonderful musicians, and I'm delighted to be part of it. Senator Collins, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Real pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, Mayor, lovely to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you. Uh, listen, we're all going to sing along to this last song. It's very simple. You just shout out Ireland whenever I point at you. And if you don't know the words, just shout. It's great crack. Um, this is Ireland's Call.
Thank you, Paul Byram and all our guests who joined us today. Uh, a couple shout-outs before we go. Representative Carol Doherty with us today. Chief of Engagement, Brianna Miller. Chief of Equity for the city. Uh, Marianne Lee Solis Severa. Chief of Economic Development Inclusion, Segun. Guido. Chief of Operations, Dion Iris. Chief of Communications, Jessica Pierre. Chief Information Officer, Alex Lawrence. Chief of Staff, Tiffany Chu. But my event team here. Jennifer Jackson, Denise Cohen, Haley Dillon, Tommy Butler, Sean Pierce, Bob Folks, Patrick O'Brien, Pierce Martin, Jimmy Callanan, Dusty Rose, Silk Goddard, Jordan Crispin, and Rachel and Emily as part of conventions. My wife Olivia and my daughter Justine and Josephine. And John Healy, my good friend from South Boston, is going to sing us a beautiful song. A mother's love is a blessing. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.